0: What would you say, Tom? Uh, th- when you hear kung fu fighting, you you. Always- oh, I was
1: just saying when you hear those ba- when you when you hear those you hear those bells, it's either going to be the hardest shit you ever heard in your <laughs> life, or
0: some uh, anti Asian racism <laughs> on film. Uh huh. It's always either one did, or two. Did you guys see the video that the IDF produced where they were trying to emulate the Al Qasim videos? And they, like, there was just videos of them going through empty alleys, just shooting at no one and nothing. Like garbage, shooting garbage just cans, shooting cans garbage.
2: like garbage thing where, where yeah. they set up the uh, the soda can or the beer can in the backyard
0: <laughs> and fired at it. Like, yeah, like if I wanted to see, if I wanted to see some nineteen-year-old like hopped up on like Monster Energy drinks, just shoot at empty beer cans, I would. I'd go to Midland, Texas. I don't need to fucking watch, <laughs> like, I don't need to watch israeli soldiers like you know combing through back alleys just shooting at ghosts essentially
2: you know what i think is interesting um somebody uh i think somebody on twitter had said to put like i guess some uh 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 context like a social context into is that uh not only are i think over 90 80 or 90 percent i know that's a big variation but um an overwhelming number of Hamas fighters are actually orphans, right? Which makes sense. And also, they're either Zoomers or millennials, right? So, like, it's like, the way I see it is, like, the IDF's propaganda is uh, directed towards an American audience who really likes Harry Potter, really likes Star Wars. I mean, these are people who are at the whole infant infantilization culture. And meanwhile, like, Hamas is doing shit, like, with, like, fucking Fallout memes and shit, you know? (laughs) <laughs> that like appealed to like you know like a I don't know like i guess like a, a broader base of people i guess
1: i'm gonna be honest with you when hezbollah kind of signaled they were gonna maybe jump in this and they did that edit to crazy train yeah i never thought i'd see the day hezbollah is more dialed into your average middle american and their taste than than the idf
2: uh, so, Todd, is, is what you're saying is that, uh, you know, people said that Obama or Bush, well, they were the kind of guys you would want to sit down and have a beer with. Uh, yeah. uh, would you Would you sit down and have a beer with?
1: Uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> is it flag? an army Bless of you. Joe the Plumbers? Yeah. yeah.
1: Listen, I'll tell you this. If we hadn't been pumped full of like, like just being terrified at the Arabic language and, and Muslim society in general, if all things being equal... I guarantee you, your average fucking, uh, you know, union pipe fitter would rather sit down with a couple of Hamas boys than some fucking, uh, you know, freak from the Rhine Valley that loves techno and you know
2: <laughs> uh, 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 maybe, uh, stole somebody maybe, else's house. And uh, maybe he can even, uh, enlighten by the uh, the word of Allah. you know.
0: I, you know, the, so. the the honestly, I pointed this out on Twitter a few weeks ago, but the I'll some videos are all in arabic there's no english in any of those videos i think i really do think that they don't give a flying fuck what americans what people in the west think you know what i'm saying they they don't care they're just making cool shit well no it's like yes they're they're making cool (laughs) shit but like they understand that like their audience is there that like they're not like beholden to this illusion that is israel is beholden to which is that like Well, it's not an illusion. It is a reality. It's like Joe Biden said, if there wasn't an Israel, we would have to create one, which is basically just saying the facts, which is that, like, Israel is the policeman. They're the thin blue line, literally, of the Middle East.
2: Yeah, they're the Green Lantern. You you know how the Green Lanterns all have different sectors? They're the Green Lantern of the Middle East, man.
0: Dude, I was reading reading that book. I've mentioned it several times. Revolutionary Yiddish Land, a history of Jewish radicalism, and, and it's talking about, like, I'm like at the final chapter and it's talking about the creation of Israel. And did you know in 1939, like nine years before the state of Israel was created, after there had been these massive waves of immigration to to Palestine, did you know that 5% of the entire Jewish population were policemen? Like that's Insane. an astonishing number. That's a lot of fucking cops. It like started as cop... Cop nation, city, cop country. It it was Cop City on a hill. (laughs) Cop City on the shiny hill. Yeah, yeah. Cop City on on Olive Hill. It's just, I mean, it's uh, insane. It's like that, and like someone pointed that out in my comments recently. I can't remember who it was. They said like, it's obvious if you look at all the propaganda that issues from Israel. Like they cast themselves as. The bulwark against the teeming hordes and masses of the Middle East, and it's like that's exactly how the cops cast themselves. And that's, here. that's exactly how they're sold mm-hmm. to us. It's the thin blue line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: That, well, that's why I guess that's why projects like uh, the Gilly program, which is an officer exchange program between Israel and Georgia, and there are other programs like it across whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, the country. Whoa, 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 whoa,
2: whoa. There is.
1: They send cops from Georgia to Israel and Israel sends cops from Israel to Georgia.
2: I, I don't I know for for a fact if the first way, yeah, we send I don't know if Israel is I mean, I'm sure they do, I guess I'm sure they come and give kid talks in the United States. But for a fact though, uh American cops like the cop that was uh uh I guess like police chief, I think in um in Minneapolis, I think, you know, right when Tyree during Tyree Nichols getting killed, she had gone to Israel, right, to train. And I mean like One Atlanta cop, it's basically what you got with the the kind of parallel y'all making. One cop basically said, it was the most like, if you took his words at face value, you could see how it's like this kind of liberal racialism. Like, the cops are good. He said, um, Israel has a a multi-racial, pluralistic population, so... Um, the police there are very good at dealing with racial tension and I mean if you take that <laughs> at face value you know you're oh. like okay but then what that means is that oh they just kill niggas and this is what they do or they kill Palestinians yeah, like, yeah. the same way you know cops kill black people here yeah
1: yeah, it's you see that Norm Finkelstein video going around where he talks about their policy of mowing the grass every couple of years like to basically thinning the herd of the Palestinian people that and is like, such a crazy yeah, term That's yeah that's what they call it uh, yeah, it's like that. Yeah, that checks out. That's kind of what American cops do to some degree.
0: Yeah. Did you, um, yeah, I mean, man, there's so many different, like, even places to get in here. This is like, I don't even know where to start. Um, this is a. <laughs> I like, dude, I am speechless. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you. Okay, the thing that broke me this week. All right.
1: The- uh, okay, this what sent you back to the
0: rubber room. This the thing <laughs> that sent me back to the rubber dude, room. Like
1: Terrence was doing good. <laughs> he was coming around. He was <laughs> calming down a little bit, and turned right back around. Had to go right back in.
2: It's like you know, it's like Sisyphus, man. Except, uh, instead of rolling a rock up a hill, you're rolling this roiling (laughs) ball of madness and and just brutality and blood. You know what I mean? The guts and shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The thing that got me this way. Okay. The okay. If I was a pot on the stove, the thing that turned it up to high was the New York Mag article about there's latent Stalinist tendencies on the left. The left's moral compass is broken. That that started getting. That was an article. That yeah, that started getting in New York it. magazine of all places? <laughs> that was the thing who, that started getting did, me. Who did it? Who wrote it? I don't know. It, it's No, it wasn't Levitz. It's fucking it doesn't even matter. Uh someone whose priorities are just not in the right fucking place at all. Uh the um Israel Gaza and the fracturing of the intellectual left, a segment of the left's moral compass seems to have broken. That's the um but then, like I read it, and like it didn't, it wasn't clear, like what they meant by that, like who it, they is were. It even... because
2: we will, we refuse to denounce Moss. Is that what it
0: is? Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, that's it. That the, 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 we refuse to denounce Moss. That was basically the um, the gist of it. Um, which put a stick a pin in that because uh-huh. you know I've got all kinds of thoughts on that. You got threads. You got threads. Yeah, but the thing that really got it, the thing that fucking was the salt in the in the hot water that sent it over to boiling <laughs> was that fucking video made by like an israeli television station with children in a choir singing about the annihilation of gaza <laughs>
2: Some fucking children of the corn shit dog <laughs> what the
0: fuck I, dude i don't know why but something about that like something about like going enlisting children and giving them a spiritual death you know what i'm saying like yes. make because yes. these kids don't fucking know kid you think eight nine year old they don't fucking know what they're saying or talking about like they're no. children you go i and said you... some wild shit when i was eight or nine <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I I accepted Christ into my heart. That was a huge mistake. I should have never let. I should have never that let wise, him in
1: there. That's a wild. That is a wild ass thing to do at that age. Yeah, I should have <laughs> never really let is. him in.
0: What was I thinking? You got no. To no, close no. up your chest and be like, Nah, I'm
2: not ready yet, man. <laughs> yeah. that,
0: that that just like that is a a level of depravity that I can't even really fathom you know what i'm saying like having your own children enlisting them in the complicity of the of the slaughter of thirteen thousand people it's like something about it man like it just kind of got at the sort of manic frenzied like fugue state that israel seems to be in which obviously they've been in for a very long time but like it just, I don't know what, but that singular thing, it's just like, you don't even have to, when you talk to people about this now, when you, if you, if people even want to argue about about this with you now, you don't even have to get into Zionism, you don't even have to get into the ideology, the even the history of it. All you have to do is just point out the fact that they, you know, obviously we're recording this on November 22nd, they just inked this temporary ceasefire for like four-day ceasefire, yeah. yeah. See how that shakes out. Um but it's just obvious to me that like what what that video told me was that I genuinely think that they You notice this whenever people point out that they're murdering children. They get very mad not at the fact that they are murdering children, but at the fact people are noticing it. And so their their anger over that becomes it becomes fuel for furthering the atrocities so that they have to keep murdering more and more and more. So yeah, they like, double down. Murdering
1: journalists, 60-something
0: journalists. Yes. They've
1: just They just yeah. murked for no good reason.
0: And it's like... Yeah. do families. Even, you don't even have to get into the tenets of Zionism, into the tenets of the ethnostate, any of that. Just look at it on the face value. These are sociopaths. Textbook Literally. fucking psychopaths who have a unquenchable thirst for blood like serial killer you know mass shooter manifesto writing psychos who have such a bloodlust they can't quench it you know what i mean like they enlist enlist children into it yes that every every atrocity demands more and
2: more and more atrocity absolutely you know what i was thinking man why probably it's um i mean i don't know if for me I guess, I guess when I went to DC, right, I'm thinking of sort of the opposite feeling on the opposite end of the spectrum, right? Um, turning away from this, uh, this, this just complete, like, barbarity and towards, like, something that was promising. But remember I told you guys on that episode that there were a lot of kids there, you know? And that made me feel incredibly, like, fucked up because it's like they shouldn't have to be doing this, right? And it's like... The right wing, I think I've said this before, and I mean, this is not an original idea, but the right wing is like obviously obsessed with progeny or social reproduction, right? right. So it's like, you know, it's one hand, it's one hand, it's on the one hand, you know, to see kids that are caring about, um, you know, whether it's imperialism, environmentalism, or militarism, all these things, right? So that our values, right, can not just, you know, not to just sort of, um, to just lecture children or lecture a younger generation but to hopefully that our values can be carried on successively right this struggle right this long struggle but like they already have that down packed man you know what I mean like they enlist readily enlist children like to facilitate the killing of other children you know to and like, naturalize like, it yeah. nat- Yes, naturalizing it, and that's like frightening you know what I mean That's actually yeah. frightening because as you said children I think this is a quote that Nelson Mandela has is like you know uh, hate can't be taught you know you know what I mean? Like children aren't born taught right, to hate, right? right They're right, born right. taught to love. So that that you would take this natural sort of bonding. I mean, just even for the survival of a species, man. Just like being non sociopathic, right? I'm not even talking about high ideals, political ideals like socialism or communism. I'm just talking about for the survival of the human race to teach children kindness and generosity, right? And to think that they are completely inverting that, right? It's just. I mean, it is. It's 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 horrifying, right? It's horrifying.
0: No, I'd see it as a projection of the fact that they know they're murdering. I mean, si- probably at this point about six thousand children. You know what I'm saying? Same, it's like they they know that they are angry that they people know it now. People that people know it, and I think that like there becomes a kind of um, you get a kind of like monstrous sort of like bloodlust or like God complex once you once you start doing that you know what i'm saying yeah, it's like yeah. they i'm just i don't even know there's not even fucking words for it it's just i guess what strikes me over and over is just that these are just plainly psychopaths you saw it best embodied in that fucking state department asshole who was harassing that halal vendor
2: you never harass the halal guy, man. Like, I mean, that is just like I don't care what city you live in. It's I satanic, mean, bro. It's yeah, dude, it's the guy that stands out there with his cart when it's fucking cold, when it's hot and gives people like nice delicious food and like refreshments. How, what, what kind of sociopathic shit are you are, man? It's Bro, anti-socialist. I tell,
1: it tell you, yeah, you're exactly right. I tell you, I got one for his ass, though. I'm going to go to that cart dude, and I'm going to hunker down there, and when he comes back, <laughs> I'm going to pop up and spray harissa in that little bitch's eyes <laughs> and beat the hell out of him up right there on Main Street. Probably probably get a, a failed by a sniper's bullet since he's a State Department guy, but it'd be worth it <laughs> for the 10 seconds I get to put hands on that cocksucker. I just can't.
0: That's it. That, that to me is the craziest part it's right right and it's like I've said it on Twitter and I know it's such a hack bit but like it really is hilarious that liberals think that like the teeming masses out here are like like the things that he was saying was like David Duke level racism oh, yeah. does your father
3: like his fingernails? they'll, they'll take them out hey. one by one go, go, go. Well, why should I go? why should I go? tell me why I should go I'm standing here. I'm an American. I have free I, it's a free country. It's not like Egypt. <laughs> did you rape your daughter like Muhammad did? Hmm? Did you rape your daughter like Muhammad? You only speak English? No speak no English. No. You don't speak English. Yes. All right. Well, that's that see that just shows how ignorant you are. Cuz your Muhammad was a rapist. You don't speak English? Ah, it's too bad. That's why you're selling food in a, in a food cart.
0: Like straight up. straight up, and it's just like this guy works for the State Department. You think he's for the, a think, liberal
2: for liberal administrations? Yeah, you
0: think he's the exception? For Obama, yeah, he wasn't. He yeah, he wasn't in the Bush administration <laughs> and Clinton. He worked in in Clinton and Bush. I think he was just like a a State Department cog for years. You know who helped broker? You know, like various you know a core yeah, he was
1: and... wasn't he in charge of palestine israeli relations too
0: yeah at one point i think he was
1: if that tells you how tilted things are and if if you needed yet another th- reason to sit it out to avoid your own culpability in this yeah if the clinton and obama administrations who were kind of pointed out along with biden now as being the most progressive uh-huh. of like you know the presidents or whatever and they're like Deferring to these kinds of jackals
2: on the matters over there? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean <laughs> yeah, dude, think yeah. about that.
2: Sit with that for a second. You know what? I mean, you, you know what, Terrence, it's like you said I've been thinking about this since you said it, man. How um, you know, like the the, the liberals right now are um are actually more terrifying, you know, in a way. I'm not saying that the right is, you know, the liberals are worse than I'm not doing that, but I'm just saying they're I mean, it's a democratic administration. We have liberals that are Like lying through their teeth, straight face lying. I'm thinking about that fucking John Kirby motherfucker, you know what I mean? Oh my God. Dude, it's just like, it's just like, what they do is that, I think I'd said this before too, is that they make the unconscionable palatable, you know what I mean? So it's like now that they have sanctioned, now that the American project has sanctioned to bear. You know it's like just completely racist, xenophobic, imperialistic roots, you know, like there's no cover anymore, and this is coming from two years ago where we had a summer of solidarity right with the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm not saying that every liberal was on board with defund the police, they weren't, but they were all performatively saying black lives matter, you know right, right. and it's like now a two year couple of years later, right, we see that oh like. Actually, like, the crux of this country and what makes this whole capitalist project run, right, you know, this colon- the settler colonialism, this imperialism, like, it's guys like th- this now, you know, who are worked in democratic, liberal administrations, who are, like, the most bloodthirsty and full-throated, right, in their ra- rabidity, you know what I mean? It's insane. Yeah,
1: yeah it's like, uh, you know, a lot's been made of, like, the concept of liberal Zionism over the last couple of days, especially with regards to, like, Bernie Sanders, Um uh, you know kind of calling for like uh, the bombing not to stop but just for it to be a little nicer yeah you know what i mean like maybe we don't need to just do it indiscriminately maybe it just needs to be coordinated and and you know and if you and if you got crack a couple eggs that's fine but just to drop those bombs indiscriminately on these people that no no, no that's got to stop but yeah you know, we kind of see through the facade of that shit now and it's Wild how much we've been had by these people that we are told if we don't support them then our bulwark against the coming hordes is
0: gone. Dude.
3: And it's like
1: they are the hordes. They
2: are the hordes. They
3: are the hordes, yo. I said this the other day. But this word genocide is getting thrown around in a pretty inappropriate way by lots of different folks. Uh, What Hamas wants, make no mistake about it, is genocide. They want to wipe Israel off the map, they've said so, publicly, more than one occasion, in fact just recently. And they've said that they're not going to stop. What happened on the 7th of October is going to happen again and again and again. And what happened on the 7th of October? Murder, slaughter of innocent people in their homes or at a music festival. That's genocidal intentions. Yes, there are too many civilian casualties in Gaza. Yes, the numbers are too high. Yes, fam- too many families are grieving. And yes, we continue to urge the Israelis to be as careful and cautious as possible. That's not going to stop from the president right on down. But Israel is not trying to wipe the Palestinian people off the map. Israel's not trying to wipe Gaza off the map. Israel's trying to defend itself against a genocidal terrorist threat. So when we're gonna start if we're gonna start using that word, fine, let's use it appropriately.
0: This is this is the thing the whole the um the project of liberal Zionism. Uh again I'm citing mostly from this book, if you want to read it, called Revolutionary Yiddish Land. The project of liberal Zionism is at this point like a residual, it's like a residue left over from the Pal Zion movement, which was a socialist um, Zionist organization. It, in, nominally
2: socialist, though, you, you have to add, right? Like nom, Go ahead, turns. So I don't want to interrupt
0: you. It was socialist in the context of Europe in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. And this is the complicated thing, which is that a lot of people that wound up in Palestine and wound up being involved in the creation of the Israeli state fled there. They didn't even have the intention of staying there. A lot of them weren't even Zionists. They just had to get somewhere because Hitler was in the, you know, Nazis were, you know, sending Einsatzgruppen. They were sending like literal SS uh, units into villages, raising them, deporting Jews, etc. Uh, so the project of like Zionism could like take various different forms. I mean, the Soviet Union had two Jewish colonies that they they tried to create two Jewish states: one in the Crimea, and one in like Siberia, basically.
2: It's oh, sure. Like <laughs> Siberia, like yeah, yeah. Let's 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 set it to where we are, where we infamously said uh, you know uh, political prisoners in the yeah. here.
0: But, like, the the Pal Zion movement, however, like, once it got, like, once we get to, like, the 1940s, you start to to get this process where, you know, you start to get, like, the kibbutz and there's precursors to the kibbutzes and, and like, there's, um, this book calls it communitarian colonization, where... You had like the Jewish bourgeoisie Basically creating a Jewish economy Strictly for Jews And strictly with Jewish labor And shutting Arabs out of that process And that was a failure of the left It was partially a failure of the common turn Like the Soviet Union's policy of the time Towards its Palestinian The Communist Party of Palestine That basically created this situation Where It looked like an idealist project to to create socialism in Palestine to these like socialists. They were unwitting in the way that a lot of liberals are at the fact that like what they were doing was being used to create like a nation state, like a state building project of imperialism. And so like the people in like the Labor Party in Israel in like the 1980s were all mostly from the Pal Zion movement and I just like it's just it's just this I don't know I don't know quite know how to, to explain it because like the the conditions in Palestine in the 1920s and 30s weren't like North America right mm. like you already had a process like not, weren't like North America when the settler cl- colonialists arrived here like you already had a process of the beginnings of capitalism in that area you know what I'm saying? Just because capitalism in the 1920s and 30s was starting to become, like, world hegemonic. Whereas, like, in North America, you were dealing with an entirely different, different mode of production. Granted, you are still, in, still dealing with, like, modes of, like, feudalist production in Palestine at the time. But, like, anyways, all of which is to say that, like, these various projects, like the kibbutz and, like, liberal Zionism and everything, were all based on this very flimsy premise... Which is that, like, uh, you know, well, you know, the the uh, process of of apartheid and colonialization and pushing Arabs into these places. Yes, it's unfortunate. However, we are building the idealist, like socialist society.
2: We're building, building pluralistic, yes. like multi.
0: You, yeah. you know, the only which reason is, why, which I, is crazy. Mm. By the way, just to put a fine point on it. Mm. Arabs in the 1930s were calling for a one-state solution. By the way, they were saying, yeah. "Like, look, a lot of Jews are Im- are immigrating here. We need to have a pluralistic, like, multicultural form of government. Like, this is the yeah. only way this is going to work."
2: And the Zionist project, like, and the Zionist said,
0: "No, fuck, no, fuck <laughs> you." That's the, they sent the Ergun in, like, fucking Stern gang started blowing mm. up power plants and shit. I mean, it was. This is all history. It's not fucking yeah. like.
2: Yeah. well just not to not to like you know even get too um you know too much in the weeds with it but the 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 when I, i'm reading the ethnic cleansing by um of palestine by Elon pape and i don't know if i'm pronouncing his name right but um he talks about the kibbutz and he talks about this model right of z- like zionist socialism that was kind of like a trojan horse right in the yeah. way that liberals will use these ideas right these liberal ideas of equality right or equality i guess of opportunity right and you know this this idea of this liberal racialism but like the same way that liberals do here when push comes to shove they align with their in this case racial or uh, racial religious and class interests, right. right and like and, you were talking you could hmm.
3: always
1: tell when that's coming because they always start the Will Stansel line. Well, if you're waiting for something to be perfect, you'll just be waiting around a long time. Right. exactly. And what yep. they're saying is, no, we're not going to give you nice things. We're not going to give you any dignity. Everything's fine. This, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. This,
0: this yeah. kind of thinking yeah. pervades even the left. It is literally the pre- the premise of socialism in one country. The premise yeah. behind the Green New Deal. Honestly. Yeah. It's like yeah. any kind of like nationalism is bound... Like, there's only one... shop local movement. (laughs)
1: A very liberal idea, you know what I mean? Appalachian proud, Kentucky proud, whatever Uh, proud. uh, Sorry to
0: interrupt you, Aaron. Go ahead.
2: Can I ask you guys a question, actually? Because this is actually related, man. We're talking about liberal responses. Um, And, you know, maybe my analogy is wrong. Maybe I'm not understanding the just transition um, in Kentucky properly. But it really kind of, like, it was really jarring to read that Biden, or the Biden administration is talking about basically what sounds like a just transition in Gaza where they're opening up natural they're dealing with like like I guess like the, the only reason how do I explain it? I guess they're they're trying to 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 like like revitalize Gaza through like natural gas or something like that you know what I mean like this natural gas project of or I guess it's also a project of disaster capitalism right to kind of like you know uh, swoop like swoop in and um you know exploit these resources right after you've you have Uh, facilitated the genocide and I don't know I just was thinking about like you know when you guys talk about the just transition in Kentucky in this way that these sort of half measures right and these promises right that are like exclusively I guess that are made by liberals in the this veneer of progressivism you know
1: yeah I would Terrence can speak to this more than I can uh, because he's written about it more but my sense is there's two hallmarks of the just transition is that the first one is you have to let the people that got you into the mess and created the mess in the first place get on the ground floor of the next wave so they can make money. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing, Hallmark of Just Transition, is we're all for the advancement of whatever community X as long as like the people making money off that misery don't have to stop making money off the misery. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's why you yeah. see these just transition movements and nothing really ever changes with them over over time. You know what I mean? In fact, you talk to some of these guys that were making, you know, $100,000, $200,000 working in the coal mines, and now you have the libs saying, well, have you ever thought about uh, raising uh, turnip beds and selling <laughs> them at the farmer's market? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And then, like, you know, they try that for a while, and when, you know, their family can't keep warm in the wintertime, uh, everybody's like, well, huh, well, it, it worked in X place, you know, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know why it didn't work for you, you know. Yeah.
0: I, it's a yeah. farce, I guess, is what I'm mm-hmm. i think that the, usually what Just Transition would, would call it would be like putting like a nice face on creative destruction or some, some kind. Yeah. Like I genuinely think that this whole thing about the natural gas access is a very, very cynical cover for what's going on in Gaza? Does that make sense? Like, no, I do that even, make that makes perfect sense. I don't even I don't know I don't know why, but like I've been kind of very resistant to the idea, the framework of the, the we're in there for is, oil or gas or whatever. Yes, that this that the reason behind this is like access to like oil or gas. I don't know why, but I have like a sneezy reaction to that because like to me that um that doesn't explain the absolute bloodlust and yes visceral hatred yes. The, the, that,
2: what, that feel, what feels like intrinsically racist to its core yes, in a way yes. that like not saying that that can't be paired with right. like a project right. of raping and pillaging like a, a resource rich country we know this but this feels like like, just, like, it feels like, like, it feels almost like they enjoy this. You know what yes. I mean?
3: Like, yeah, yeah. Like, they yeah. enjoy
2: it.
0: They get, you're exactly right, Aaron. There is a gleeful, like, brutality in it. Yeah. That, like, they ha- They get some sort of rush out of it. Some sort of, like, yeah. existential validation. It is, um, it's... It's, it's a cop mentality. Yeah. 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 You know what
1: I mean? Like, the hallmark mm-hmm. of cops is that, like... They relish in, like, having no accountability and being able to inflict whatever on a population because of, you know, there's a number of different reasons. But it, you see that, you know, with the IDF people and, and all this stuff.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess... So maybe that's the thing. Maybe there is, like, oil and gas reserves that the U.S. would like access to, but, like, in the same way that in the U.S. we deploy co- cops to protect private property and perse- prosecute crime and all this maybe that's what you know, maybe israel doesn't get anything out of the oil and gas thing i don't know man it's yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> to, I, the, the whole thing to me is like it's like once i hear it i don't know why but it feels like it deflates the whole thing like it feels, it feels like,
2: like a simplification is
1: what it
0: yeah like, yeah you know, like right, it's right. just it's. I it also I guess feels it's, I guess, like
1: a vestigial organ of the Iraq War era. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right, like, right, 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 right. Like right, the right. thing we were taught to say about Iraq is, man, we were in there for oil, and it's like, yeah, that's true,
0: but and. Right. It's you know, it's yeah. this it's this. I guess what it is is it's a kind of like reductionism or simplification, right? Where it. It may it makes it almost more comforting for us to think that like oh this is all just for a resource because yeah, like, this we've is seen, nothing
2: new we've seen this before right. and it's like no this is a paradigm shift of like this crazy resurgence of nineteenth century racism and brutality <laughs> that's, that, that like, yeah, that's I that I the thing it,
0: it's got the markings of like something like something like. If it was just, like, access to, like, oil and all this other stuff, then, like, we could maybe, yeah, understand it a little bit easier. Or we could, like, look at the gruesome images we're seeing and saying, like, oh, well, then this is why they're doing it. Yeah. But if it's more, if it is more because of uh, access to land or or just these, uh, or, or just, like, these ideological commitments that, like, Zionism demands, then then that is that is very dark. Like that's that's, yeah, that's much that's trouble darker. that's
2: troubling. i like mean not that none of this is a troubling, but it really exposes, I mean, the heart of darkness. I don't know how yeah, to you use a the,
0: phrase. But, I guess that's know. the thing, because it's like okay, to use a crude comparison, um mm. the fascist regimes of the you know, nineteen thirties, which by the way, uh the Ergoon was supported by Mussolini's fascists in the nineteen thirties. <laughs> that's also in this book. Uh the um but the fascist regimes of the 1930s weren't doing what they were doing just for resources so it's not like yeah. you know nazi germany was like doing all this for like uh resources exactly yeah. they were doing it Lieb- for Traum, i guess they right? were doing yes for land and and, <laughs> and, and yeah. all this too but it was more it was more of a kind of like ideological project of the new man the a, quasi-mythical yes, almost, a quasi-mythical project. Yes, a quasi-mythical, exactly, Aaron. Like this very, like, <laughs> very, um, almost sort of like uh, existential yeah. project of like, cre- like, you know, transcending humanity. A project like, of destiny is what, uh, it, yes, what a pro- it is. Yes, that's ex- how they frame it. Yeah. Exactly, and it's in like <laughs> and that's was- terrifying because, like, nigga, I don't even know my destiny. You telling me that you have access
2: to nuclear weapons and a whole ass like army that can yeah. just crush this country, and you're doing this out of not like out of like a material shore material, but out of these like. Like, esoteric, immaterial, metaphysical reasons? Like, how do you combat that? I mean, I know how you combat that, but you know.
0: I think people think, they look at communism in the early 20th century, and they're like, oh, it's just like this um, project to equally distribute goods and everything. But communism and fascism, both of them, were much more than that. If you read any of the writings of Lenin and Trotsky in the 20s, the 10s and 20s, communism was about creating a new man. Well, fascism took that... And did something extremely dark with it, (laughs) and 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 I kind of I kind of feel like that's kind of a little bit what we're talking about here too. It's like I don't know. Like I was talking to Tom the other day. It's like people have this conception of like Nazi Germany, like um, that like the fascist regime was like death camps from the very beginning. It's like I think the very first concentration camp was Dachau, and it was a concentration camp. They were exterminating people in the 30s who were disabled in the T4 program. However, like the extermination camps, the death camps, the camps exclusively for uh, liquidating millions of people did not come about until about 1943 or something. And like, you know, I took a like a class on this in college, but like the thing that you're always told about like the Holocaust is that what made it possible, quote unquote, was the war. It was like it was like the war concentrated and brought together all these various threads that had been present in German society for decades by that point and then just let them all loose mm-hmm. and that so basically by the time you get to the death camp phase yes they are they, they are mostly a product of the Nazis realizing oh we can't take the Soviet Union fuck you know and we're we're probably not even going to be able to take we're probably gonna be pushed back out of France like once the United States is involved, like it is a product of kind of realizing that the end game is here, and that's when you start. And that's like that's the so sort of,
2: frightened. That's the, so chilling. Yeah, like, man. that's when you that see like drive the frenzy. Kicks in. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah.
0: And that's and that is honestly like that's kind of the same vibe you get like looking at like Netanyahu and Benny Gantz and Ben Gavir and like small like, like all these fucking just. Depraved, evil dr- Jackals. Dra- dragons. <laughs> yeah, ja- like that's the vibe you get. Like yeah, they it's... they want they openly say this, by the way, which is insane that like John Kirby in the Defense Department is just saying still like what 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 was that quote? You mentioned it earlier, and wasn't he saying like there's they're not doing they're they not can.
2: yeah, they don't have they they're um um they're not committing genocide. They don't have plans for genocide is basically what he was saying. It's Hamas, Hamas actually has the plans for genocide.
0: Yeah. Whereas, like, oh, if God. you, like, I mean, I just saw a literal fucking. It's like, again, all the fucking ministers have at one point said that that's what they want. Like, Ben Gavir is li- literally, like, on video celebrating the burning to death of an 18 month old Palestinian infant. Like, this is, like, these that are insane, fucking dude. monsters. But then there was, like, a video thing that I saw, it's like, a TV show. Um, did y'all see that like a is like one of those fucking talk shows like they have in america but it was in israel former israeli interior minister Shakid said after we turn khan Yunus into a soccer field we need to take advantage of the destruction to tell the countries that each of them should take a quota it can be two two thousand twenty thousand or fifty thousand we need all two million to leave that's the solution for God's. i mean dude it to- I, it's a get... fucking final solution what are you talking about there's no fucking ethnic cleansing Well,
1: also, too, if you need to make that Nazi parallel more clear, uh, reading this Rashid Al-Khalidi book, uh, The Hundred Years' War on Palestine, and here's a a passage from that. Uh, Hitler's ascendancy proved to be one of the most important events in the modern histories of both Palestine and Zionism. In 1935 alone, more than 60,000 Jewish immigrants came to Palestine, a a number greater than the entire Jewish population of the country in 1917. Most of these refugees, mainly from Germany, but also from neighboring countries where anti-Semitic persecution was intensifying greatly, were skilled and educated. German-Jewish people were allowed to bring assets worth worth a total of $100 thanks to what's called the transfer agreement reached between the Nazi government and the Zionist movement concluded in exchange for lifting the Jewish boycott of German goods. During the 1930s, the Jewish economy in Palestine overtook the Arab sector for the first time, and the Jewish population grew in more than 30% total by 1939. In light of fast economic growth and the rapid population shift over only seven years, combined with considerable expansion of the Zionist movement's militarism. So... Literally, you could draw a straight line between Hitler and the Zionist movement. I mean, <laughs>
0: Jesus, it's what dude. I was saying earlier—they did. They literally,
1: the Nazis literally facilitated the Zionist movement.
2: You know what that's like, and I know these are not one-to-one parallels, but I can't help think about it. It's like you know the the back to Africa movement, right? Which I think Abraham fucking Lincoln was a fucking supporter of, an advocate it's of, like right? like Marcus, yeah, L- Marcus Bad L- 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 Liberia, right? L- Liberia. But at least with, like, like one, I can't say at least with Liberia because it was like, you know, like um uh, no. West Indians and African Americans who kicked out indigenous Africans out that's of what I was by say. the United States government. You
0: know? Liberia was very similar, honestly. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you could even say it still is in many yeah. ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: no, it is. No, that's just, but that's just like, the, the, I just want to say, point out something real quick. And I know this is like a moot point and I know our listeners know this too. But, it, it, and Terrence, I think you brought this up as well. No, uh, you had a tweet, but it just strikes me that. Like whether it's whether it's uh, uh, denouncing um, the phrases like from the river to the sea or whether it's denunciations of uh, uh, phrases like genocide and ethnic cleansing it's just so striking to me that zionists cannot imagine peaceful coexistence with palestinians like they just cannot yeah so in their minds right it's either dis- destroy or be destroyed right it's either we have to get them out or we are we are this is an existential i mean if your whole entire ideology is so weak right that it just falls apart at the premise that your existence this is an existential battle because you cannot live otherwise peacefully with these people who you've kicked out their fucking land you know it's just like i mean it's just the premise is flimsy from to begin with you know what i mean
0: yeah it's yeah the um the tweet that you're referencing i was it was like a meme where you know there's that dumb like duck or goose meme or whatever it's like we're, uh where will the where were is well where will israelis go in a one-state solution and it's like nowhere I mean no one is talking anywhere? about removing like this is the, the history has happened they're there you can't yeah. like you can you cannot like re- remove large segments of the population which by the way Israel is doing and like th- this is what drives me crazy about the john kirby quote that like they're not they're not intentionally targeting NPR. They're fucking, uh, you know, standard bearer of journalism and all this. They had a story about how all the humanitarian cor- corridors are some of the most heavily targeted by IDF missiles. They're straight up. They're telling people where to go. And then bombing those places. Didn't and then the United you... States also give them yeah. some of that information, Dude. thinking that they were going
2: to use it? Yo, can I just That's can we can, we can we dissect this real quick, bro? Are they are they all right? Are they that all right? Is it is it one of like this this sort of like liberalism? And when I say liberalism, I'm talking about like I'm talking about, or when I say I'm um, neoliberalism, I'm talking about like not the political economic system specifically. I'm talking about like the system of global so-called harmony or accord, right? That is rooted in this, like, uh, globalized capitalist system, right? Yeah. This idea that, like, we can use soft power and diplomacy, right? Right? To get, into, to, get our, uh, to get our... to get our Whatever, get our uh, goals short or whatever. It's like, are they that naive? Or... I mean, it has to be both, right? Or that fucking evil? Like, why would you think that you would give them this information and that they would do anything else with it
0: but bob the fucking corners, right? Like, that it's was- just... The, the story you're referencing was in Politico. That's and just to me. what it was was they were giving this, the U.S. has sent the coordinates of aid organizations on the ground in Gaza to Israel to help prevent strikes. Despite that effort, many humanitarian sites have been bombarded. Huh? This is like YouTube shit, dog. Like, they get the the coordinates. They're like, "Oh, okay, thanks, bro. We'll watch out for them." And then they just (laughs) turn around and
1: fucking. I started to tweet that because you know, there was a story that broke a couple of days ago about like Netanyahu ramping up the anti-U.S. rhetoric at home because he's like kind of feeling the pinch. And then, like, you're surprised when they start going after humanitarian sites that we've you've given them the coordinates for. It's, it's the, like it's like. Let me if you were to take Israel out and plug any other nation in there, we would go bomb them into the Stone Age, yeah. literally for an act like for for an act of aggression like that. You know, L- literally.
0: I mean? well, and Biden's entire statement about the ceasefire reached today was about I care first and foremost, above all else, about American hostages. It's like okay. You were literally allowing. a very allowing- different
1: tone than you had a month ago when you told Netanyahu, "If you can get them out, great. But if not, I understand you got to do what you got to do.
0: <laughs> you got to kill a couple American hostages." Okay, by that- me. Did y'all also see this? The quote. This is an astonishing quote. It's also it's in another political thing, and I want to return to something you just said, Aaron, just in a minute, but. um this was another quote, the administration remains wary about Netanyahu's in-game and seeming lack of a plan for what to do once Hamas is defeated. There was no <laughs> sense that the pause would turn into a lengthier ceasefire, a senior administration official said, and there was some concern in the administration about an unintended consequence of the pause, that it would allow journalists broader access to Gaza and the opportunity to further illuminate the devastation there and turn public opinion on Israel. Wait 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 So hold on. wait 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 Did, wait Am I understanding that right Wait Am I understanding that right Were they worried About journalists Getting access To showing the world What yes. they're fucking Paying for Yes And supporting
2: no. Yo this country Is demonic dog Th- that, Oh my that's, god
0: that, This is the thing They're not fucking <laughs> oh Giving Israel Data and information In the hopes that Israel avoids them they're fucking giving them data and information in the hopes that Israel just obliterates them. They don't want fucking journalists there. They don't want humanitarian uh, a- a- access or anything. None of that. No, because it's not, making get... us look bad, too.
2: And you know what, too, what's the most embarrassing thing? I'm sorry if I don't, I don't know if some folk good folks that uh, work at like the New York Times and other fine papers of record, but generally speaking, right, with the news establishment, if you have your reporters going out there or your your or people at least your cohorts right in your profession that are being killed and bombed and when you're writing these articles you can't even you have to use passive language where you can't even say israel has targeted this person and this person so and so i mean like you have to be the most bitched ass like just like cucked like like just profession i mean it's just insane to me it's not even that you should just report on the truth but they're attacking you you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how much integrity then do you have and how much belief do you have in the power of your profession to bring the truth to light? You don't, obviously, right? You have no faith in it.
0: You know? It is it is wild, and it's why, like, every time you fucking see these articles, will the left denounce Hamas? Okay, motherfuckers. Here's the <laughs> line in the sand. I will fucking denounce Hamas... If you can finally get the entire fucking media to refer to Israel's actions since October 7th as a bloodthirsty slaughter yes. for more a genocide flood. and ethnic because cleansing. Because that's the yo. way they refer to every fucking October. Every time you see October 7th brought up, it's always the indiscriminate slaughter of 1,200... By the way, they keep fucking downgrading the numbers. First it was 1,400, <laughs> now it's 1,200. Now it's 1,200. It's, I, but every time you see it, the fucking language is always indiscriminate, inhumane, nihilistic slaughter. Or Oh, yeah, like, I mean, I even saw one in fucking Politico today that was like the indiscriminate slaughter on October 7th that forced Israel to respond in Gaza that killed 13,000 people. It's like... That's why. That's why you can't fucking denounce Hamas. That's literally it. Because the entire fucking thing is premised on the reality that apparently Israeli lives matter. We just we've seen yep. this before, man. Yep. I just, it no, just but, but it's like me I know we're repeating crazy. ourselves, but it, I have to. I have to say though, I know we're repeating ourselves, but I have to say because
2: especially in light of the ceasefire, right? It's just like, dude, how many more? palestinians have to die how many more children have to die before you say before they say and i know the answer already they will never but before they would at least say like okay like you know um uh israel's blood thirst the blood thirst has been quenched right there was sufficient damage and punishment and of course the answer is that i mean not enough right
0: right not enough yep that's fucking insane this is the thing it's you're writing uh, to bring it back to what you were talking about a second ago I was talking about that meme of the goose. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like where are the Israelis gonna go? Mm. It's like I this is also gets in line with like something I got into a fight with a fucking former friend, uh former coworker, who was like, free Palestine from what? I just want to hear you say it. Free from the Jews? And it's just oh like
2: fucking God. Dude,
0: dude. What you are saying to me, you are literally saying you are when you say that kind of stuff. What you are saying to me, and I can see this because I was born and raised in the American South my entire fucking life. What you're saying to me is that you cannot envision a scenario in which your identity remains intact once Palestinians are no longer bombed, oppressed, forced into apartheid, forced out of jobs, you know, forced to walk on certain sides of the streets, go through checkpoints had their calories watched diligently to keep them just above starvation level. Like, once all those things are met, once all those things are done away with, if that means the ending of your identity, then, like, that kind of, te- doesn't that kind of tell you something about what it means, what Zionism means? Exactly. And I'm, like, tired exactly. of this, because, like, this fucking discourse this week is so fucking abysmal. Just, like... I saw I saw one person saying like uh, it's hard not to see the word zionist and think that it's code word for jew. It's like Bro, motherfucker we have said this there are christian zionists. They're I grew the up most among anti-Semitic fucking so people ever,
1: Terrence, dog. I was telling Terence, when I think of zionist, I was working at I was interned this place the Daily Yonder back in 2007. And I referred to in this piece I referred to an evangelical person as a zionist. Because they were on that sort of end of the world, you know, let's use Jewish people for cannon fodder to bring about the return of Christ type of yeah, shit, which yeah. is inherent in the project. Yeah. And I was correct. They was like, no, they, you know, when we think about Zionists, what we think about are like pro-Israel, more militant pro-Israel, you know, people, whatever. And I was like, well, that was not even my conception. When I was thinking Zionists, I think John Hagee. When I think as Zionists, I think people that have a vested interest in what goes on in Israel to bring about the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds that's what I That's literally what I don't think. think. I don't even. I, I don't even really think of like uh, Jewish people in that project now. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like it's. I have a better understanding of it, but my first I, conception I, of it is John Hagee.
0: Tom and I were I mean, raised of, as Zionists, literally. We were yeah, raised yeah. as Christian Zionists. We're fucking the yeah. most Gentile. We're the, <laughs> <laughs> the most biggest goys on the fucking planet. Yeah.
2: You know, you know giant, you, scientists. I, I was thinking, Terrence, when you were talking about, um, you know, uh, your former friend making that comment and just this sort of, um, you know, well, uh, we can't imagine peaceful coexistence, right? And what that says about the Zionist Project, I mean... You know, to put it even like another way, you know, I think about all of these kids, right, five thousand, right. There's probably like with the kids trapped in rubble, it's probably closer to ten thousand, right. But what you're telling me when you when you when you say the speak that sentiment is that the opportunity of a Palestinian child growing up a full life to be a doctor or a teacher or whatever, right, that is too threatening for your existence, right? Because that's that's what that's what that's what that says to me, right? Is that having For Palestinians to have a future, right, that is too threatening for your existence. I yeah. mean, like, do people really hear themselves when they're saying, especially, when we talked about this, but especially the fact that when you are attacking Gaza, you are, like, you are purposefully, intentionally bombing children, you know? Yeah. I, I, again, I just don't, it's like, it's a child, like, it's a child's life, cutting off a child's life worth you feeling secure thousands of miles away in the fucking United States, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where people are getting fired left and right. Fucking Susan Sarandon, dog. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Dude. The only good white woman, yo. <laughs> yeah, there's a few. But one of the few only good white women? I mean, come on, dog. Come on, man.
0: I, it, it is <laughs> wild. Just that, like, that story, by the way, I read this story in Variety about, uh, what was it? Is it Melissa Barrera? Is that Melissa name? Barrera, who I've From never heard of. So fucking kudos yeah. to her, yo. Hey, free invitation to come on the show.
2: Free invitation <laughs> to come on the show, man.
0: <laughs> uh, But, like, that story was crazy. Uh, just the amount of vitriol for anyone. People sharing Instagram posts. Dude, the hysteria. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm fucking over it. I'm over it. I'm over the fucking articles about how the left's moral compass is broken. It's like, dude, I, listen, let, me, let me just say this, okay? <laughs> let me say this. I, I, I am to the point. Where these this, the Israeli government? They are so fucking sociopathic that I cannot believe anything they say. I no, just can't. Not at all, I'm sorry. Yo. Not like when and when it comes to October seventh, I cannot believe it. There, there's an episode of the Dig, you know that podcast, the Dig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an Shout episode of Denver. the Dig he right. had with Tarek Bakonyi a few weeks ago. You talking
2: about the Hamas episode? That was really fucking good. right? Yes, the, you know, that was the, really the Hamas was fucking good. Dude, Hamas
0: is like they don't even impose Sharia law. On they don't Gaza. want to, bro. They don't even want to govern, dog. Yeah. They really don't even want to govern, yo. The, the only thing that really unites them, the only real ideology that kind of keeps it together, is that yes, it's anti-Fatah. That like you know Fatah is like basically like forfeited its right to like wage armed resistance on behalf of the Palestinians. That's A. B is armed resistance on behalf yeah. of the Palestinians. That's really the only ideology that unites it. I mean there are it is like Islamist, but it's not you're right. They it's like it's they don't impose sharia law in Gaza. Uh they aren't like I mean the that the thing about trying to equate them with ISIS is absolutely absurd. Bro,
2: that's like that's like that's like putting like a you know when they they were putting fucking ISIS flags like you know uh uh next to like uh I guess like the same um, ISIS flags found on Hamas uh, fighters or whatever. That's like putting like a boston red sox hat like in a yankees in the the home of a yankees fan or some shit you know what i'm saying like they don't like each other bro they got beef you know what i mean it was uh,
0: and also i saw this video circulating the other day actually i don't know if y'all saw this it was a video from december 2021 of a strawberry field in northern gaza a merkava tank an idf tank had breached the fence in Gaza and come into Gaza and was raising this Palestinian strawberry field, driving a fucking tank through it. This person's only means of existence and subsistence. There was a ceasefire in place. And it was obvious that this idea of soldier, this tank, was trying to trigger a response that would violate the ceasefire. You know what I'm saying? They were just raising this, this strawberry field. It's an astonishing video because... You've got the, the Palestinian farmer, and he's screaming at this fucking tank, and he wants to go get his weapons. He wants to do something to defend himself. There's Hamas militants there, and they're saying, Brother, you can't. I'm sorry. There's a ceasefire. It's, we can't do it. We, we are, we're, our arms are tied. We can't do it. And this is the fucking group that I open up the New York Times, and I read an op-ed from Bernie Sanders. Literally, today, there's an op-ed for Bernie in the New York oh Times about this. This is the group that I'm told would violate a ceasefire if one was in place. I see Dude. what it's like. I don't know. I mean, this is also, not the group by. The... This is not the group by the way that has enlisted six year olds to like sing on, no. on television about annihilating Israel. This is I've not, not the, not the group that are making any... Disney Harry Potter memes, yes. whatever, while also calling
2: this attack like our our nine eleven. Which dog? I mean, I think that if you could just look at if you were just like a person that didn't know history, right? And you just woke up, like, you know, like out of a coma, and you didn't know what happened for the last 30, 40, 60, 75 years, right? <laughs> yeah. And you just went on, you just somebody showed you how to use a phone and showed you how to use the internet. <laughs> and you heard about this fucking conflict, I don't want to call it a conflict, it's a genocide going on. And you just scrolled social mm-hmm. media from Facebook to Instagram to Twitter to TikTok, and you just saw what is coming out of Israeli official <laughs> propaganda and what is coming out of from fucking <laughs> settlers. And then you see, and it fucking. Fucking, their fucking mouthpieces like fucking. What's his name? Brett fucking. What's that dude's name who does the fucking Looney Tunes, Kermit the Frog shit? The Gellman? actor. I fucking. Hate. Yes, Gellman? Brett Gelman and Amy Schumer and Sarah Silverman. Yep. And then you fucking see pictures of children getting pulled out of rubble. You see pictures of doctors begging and pleading with people. Their only means of communication with the outside fucking world, yo. I mean, like you, you would picture? just.
1: <laughs> you see that video of Brett Gelman doing the doing the his Great singing his song. The show tunes, and you just see the guy's EKG just flatlining again <laughs> like that. <laughs> now, now I think I'm gonna go back to the coma. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yo, I, by the <laughs> way, fight that motherfucker. Yo. As people pointed out, guy, Sarah Silverman literally called for the genocide for cutting off water, food, aid, medical supplies, and then God blamed them. it on smoking too and, much weed, dog. And she didn't lose her fucking job.
1: Now, Meanwhile, fact, she got to fill in for Trevor Noah. Yes, exactly. on the Daily Show, dude. Meanwhile,
0: yeah, people man. made some Instagram posts. Which, by the way, the Variety article made it sound like they were anti Semitic. You go read the Instagram posts, and they're literally just like, why can't you talk? Pointing in the media? out facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just. I, the, I, I, I'm sorry. I will. I, I just, I cannot play this fucking game. The left's moral compass is broken. Because the minute you no. fucking start that shit is the minute you start making everyone feel like they need to go back to the rubber room.
2: <laughs> Bro, nigga, that's the minute that you say that shit. That's the minute they're already zipping down your skin suit and then pulling it <laughs> off and then bringing it out the inside out one for you, dog, and you just nod the law go like, okay, I mean, like... You know what, dude, but, but the crazy <laughs> thing is, though, man,
1: like any decent, right-minded person is horrified at the persecution of Jewish people over time, particularly the Holocaust and even ongoing and everything like that. And with you have that in mind and a soft-heartedness toward that in mind. And it makes you feel like taking this to task. You have to examine in yourself, that, do I have at, hold anti-Semitic beliefs? And that's exactly what they want to engender yep. in all of us. Yep. To keep us yep. on skates so they can yes. continue to do this shit.
3: Yeah. No yo,
2: Moss. yo, dude, you know why that especially is poignant, Tom? Especially under this racial liberalism? Is because, I mean, how can I put it, man? Labor, I feel like liberals will always like like kind of opportunize like these fissures and cracks right in lack of a better term racial relations right and what they do is that while not just being racist as a question of attitude right but a question of power as uh, brother Kwame Ture said right what they do is that they get away with this shit while making everyone else make, make everyone else question whether they are individually racist right mm-hmm. you know what i mean while they get away with the most insane shit ever dog you know it's like dude it's like, I don't give a fuck if you have a Black Lives Matter lawn sign, the way you say love is love. I, I don't care about, like, what do you actually believe in and what do you do, you know? And what yeah. they're trying to do is they're trying to rope you up in this shit, man. Yep. They're trying to rope you up and send you to the fucking I, rubber room yeah, I so will, that you have to check your own instinctual in yep. bi- in biases, right? It's fucking insane.
0: I refuse to be complicit. I just will not. I'm sorry. No, I'm not going to play I'm the not. fucking game of moral compasses. Because the minute you nope. fucking do that, the minute you're basically complicit with it. Because you see the way it's fucking played out in the media. I mean, like, even I saw this article in the New Intercept today about how the Harvard Law Review was getting ready to publish its very first Palestinian. Um, they were going to publish an an article called "The Second Nakba," and it the went very the,
2: first article like that.
0: Yeah, and it was and it was just this. It was just a couple weeks ago. It went through the entire review and editing process, and then they killed it at the last fucking minute, which is basically unprecedented, apparently. I, uh, I mean, how how
2: else are you supposed to look at the situation and like ask yourself, wait, are these the good guys? I mean,
0: yeah, you, look I mean? fucking, you look at the video that halal the guy harassing the halal vendor I mean like that's the face that should be fucking put on this cause that's yeah. it
1: god damn it is punchable that's a punchable motherfucker that is a punchable <laughs> face it look like, like god damn store brand Anthony Hopkins
2: <laughs> like you had the fucking family dollar and bought that shit in the pack to yeah,
1: look, look like Anthony Hopkins been living off TV dinners
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're right, Tom. I, that's I, in my mind. I was like, "Who does this look like?" That's yeah. who it was. Anthony Hopkins living on <laughs> look like look like
1: Hannibal Lecter if he didn't have health care. You know, <laughs>
0: on the Obamacare bronze plan.
1: Yeah. Hannibal yeah, Lecter on, yeah, on, on, bro- on the bronze plan.
0: On the bronze plan,
2: calling up the exchange with his Obama phone.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn son, oh, it killed me. Well, oh, um, you know, I uh, i guess that's probably a, a good place to leave it. We could probably keep talking for another hour, and maybe the three of us will. Maybe maybe if you want to hear us talk some more, you could go over to Patreon. Because, like, I wanted to do this article today. Obviously, we didn't even get to it, but it's an article on the New York Times by Cass Sunstein. You remember him? Cass Sunstein? Yeah, you remember Cass Sunstein? <laughs> white people love to be named... I don't even know if this person's white. Are they white? Oh, he's white. Oh, he's <laughs> oh,
2: white. Yeah, white people love to be named Cass Sunstein. <laughs> like the Lord of the Rings motherfucker, yo.
1: Every uh, time... I know he's not. I mean, I know who Cass Sunstein is. Like, he's like the like a legal scholar and everything. But every time I hear his name, I think that he's like one of Meyer Lansky's like capos or something. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> um, well, uh he's got an article in the new york times called why i am a liberal and it's like a liberal manifesto i'm a
2: fucking dumbass coward
0: (laughs) 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 fucking coward (laughs) okay if you if you want to hear us roast this that's a little that's good premium content right uh maybe go over to the patreon and subscribe and we'll we will we'll do the cast sunstein liberal manifesto on the patreon and uh you can go over there at www.patreon.com slash Trillbilly Workers Party. We've been cranking out some f- hot fire on the Patreon lately, so... Uh, we go, sign go, yeah, you go sign up. Yeah, get us. Go sign up, y'all. Let's,
1: yeah. let's, get, let's get back right where we deserve, you know? Yeah,
0: that's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's, uh, let's uh,
2: reclaim the throne.
0: Yeah. That's right. Um, all right, we'll go over to the Patreon, and you can check that out there. Um, thanks for listening this week, folks and i hope you all have a great thanksgiving and um you know uh i don't have any advice for you this year nothing about arguing or not arguing with your family um i do what do you got what you got aaron
2: listen usually i would always say right i think i've talked about this before we've talked about this on one thanksgiving episode a pre-thanksgiving episode usually you know don't don't i mean There's certain fights. Certain fights are worth getting into with your family, for sure, especially if it's about your identity and who you love, obviously, you know. Um, You know, but but most of the time, I feel like you have dumbass uncles or family members. I mean, like... They're voting for Team Red the same way your parents are probably voting for Team Blue. Like or it's all fucking. Case, or they're not voting
1: in our Or they're everybody not. Everybody thinks at all. they're voting for Trump, but like my uncles are trying to stay off the grid. They don't want to vote because they don't want to do <laughs> jury
2: duty or pay taxes. Good, good, so. good, idea. Good idea. But but what I will say though, as Terrence has said, um, um, his refusal, of putting his foot down, right, and um, not being a drag, kicking and screaming to the rubber room. I would say that uh, you know, if 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 it's not gonna cost you getting kicked out of Thanksgiving dinner, um, y- you should push back this year, man. If you hear any, if you hear any insane shit, yeah, dude, you fuck should it. push back yeah just fuck it just you know like you know what the same way that uh there was this video uh, last thing i'll say this video of going around of these girls in new york right these people i was in new gonna york mention it thank, thank you for they, mentioning were, that dog they were tearing down the posters and you know what somebody came up to them and said what are you doing why are you tearing down these posters they're hostages and they were like fuck you <laughs> fuck israel <laughs> like get the fuck away from me and that's what you should probably do right
0: yeah yeah, yeah. well um uh... No quarter is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good enough. I mean, <laughs> do it charmingly, though. I, I yeah, love to yeah, disagree yeah. with people charmingly, yeah, especially
2: like, if it's your grandmother and she's like, you know, she's old, she's looking cute and frown, she got a nice little smock on, you know. Don't, don't, mm-hmm. don't say fuck you, grandma, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. Compliment the pie first, and then go <laughs> and from then, there. And then get to the history. So that's of the first a
1: fantastic knockout. casserole. Have we considered the legacy of the
0: knock, way?
2: <laughs> See, Thomas got it. That's the way you do it. That's the way you do it.
0: Um. All right. Well, thanks for listening this week, folks. We will see you next time over at the Patreon where we roast Cass Sunstein. (laughs) Uh, So, see you later. Peace out. Bye. we used to joke when i was in the state department that you know the middle east was 500 you know is is quickly entering the 14th century so
3: okay